Huntsville in History uncovers the stories of Huntsville, Alabama, the first township of the Alabama Territory and the site of the region's oldest archives. Based on court cases and primary sources of the time, historian John O'Brien and co-host Ben Job guide you through the bizarre, surprising, and sometimes deeply troubling records that make up Huntsville's history. This is amazing. Um, all right, cool. Huntsville and so I'm still shuffling. <laughs> I was shuffling on purpose. Okay, yeah. Make I it was, sound official. I only had two pieces of paper, but I was nervously passing them around between each other for some reason. <laughs> 200! So, yeah. So we've actually, uh, we've been sitting talking about what we were going to talk about in the episode <laughs> for like 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize that we were recording the whole time. So there's a lot of muttering and uh, writing things down and being like, ah, let me double check that date. So that's cool. That's some banter. Bam. Instant banner. Right. This is kind of the launch of the new season, dude. Every time we do an episode, we say that. No, well, we did it last time because it was. We thought it was going to be the first. And now we have this beautiful 200-year celebration. That's true. So for people that aren't aware, today is uh, Saturday, December 14th, 2019, which is the literal 200th anniversary of Alabama's entry into the United States Bam, right as, there. A, as a full state. We're Al- just discussing Louisiana was five years prior to that. Yeah. Mississippi yeah. was prior to us also, and then we copied their constitution, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Alabama was definitely a filler state. Like, um, I mean, it's a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. like you had a lot of states that were in the West that had like, I mean, Louisiana, New Orleans, like you had to secure that. Right. You know, that was the most important spot on earth. Thomas Jefferson would go off to anyone he could talk to about how there's one place that, that if anyone else owns it, they are our natural enemy, and that is mm. New Orleans, because it's the mouth of the Mississippi River. Right. Which is, you know... The huge delta, shipping. It's pretty bam. much just the eastern United States. If you mm-hmm. want to run the eastern United States, you just control the Mississippi River. Like, Well, it was no easy going through the territories back then, so the water was the king, right? Yeah, and really, uh, a lot of the Mississippi Territory became a thing because of just access to the Mississippi River. So even um, when the Mississippi Territory was created in like 1798, they were just like, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had an American settlement near the mouth of the Mississippi? Mm. I know it's still like, I think it was Spanish by this point. Mm-hmm. Um we know it's still Spanish or whatever, but we'll just go put some people be on the other side of the creek and <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so you had kind of the same dynamics uh, that you see in early Texas, right, playing out in like Louisiana and the Gulf Coast of Alabama and mm-hmm. parts of Florida, where there were Spanish governors and Spanish laws but Anglo-Americans moving in and some of them legitimately being like, all right, I pledge my loyalty to the King of Spain. I'm not going to worry about 
North Carolina no more. Mm-hmm. And then others were like, I'm going to overthrow the government <laughs> <laughs> violently and make this America. And um, the, the, the Kimber brothers mm-hmm. down in the Florida parishes in Louisiana, the Florida parishes are like the most easterly ones. Mm. They're like a handful of them. Uh, I think like Feliciana Parish is one of them. And they were, I think, part of Florida at one point, which is why they're called the Florida parishes. Because <laughs> uh, there was always a West Florida and an East Florida. Mm. I'm kind of just laying the groundwork. Uh, and also, I love talking about the Mississippi Territory. Oh, yeah. So 1819 is always kind of like a weird year mm-hmm. for me to... Well, I was intrigued because the state lines are identical, as far as I can tell. Um, probably slightly different. But all of that was already formed. I, I just figured, for some reason, that it would be all split up and then slowly take time. But no. still got the little claw coming out the bottom and everything. No, so... Um, Is that because, like, Spanish influence in Florida? Because of the shapes and stuff? or Oh, you, the the claw at the bottom? The, yeah, yeah. The I mean, coastal like, area? Yeah, right. How we still have a tiny coast. <laughs> Uh, that's because a guy named James Wilkerson, who was a general mm-hmm. in the uh, U.S. Army in 1813, just decided that a previous treaty between the United States and Spain had been read wrong, right. and that Alabama, or, well, the Mississippi <laughs> Territory needed access to the coast, because that strip was still technically Spanish, mm-hmm. so he just invaded Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is ours now. I'm standing here, which means we're in America. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. People were still, um, people were, were still worried about East Florida, mm-hmm. which is what we think of as Florida. But West Florida was like the coastal region that included uh, the coastline of like Alabama and Mississippi mm-hmm. and parts of florida it like went to i think modern day like pensacola area and then everything else was east florida and so there was there were people there was serious talk of uh, creating the the republic of west florida Hmm. and yeah people were really into (laughs) in talking 1819 um in the alabama republican where it's discussing uh the where it's discussing Huntsville on the eve of the Constitutional Convention. Mm -hmm. And, like, they know Alabama's going to become a state. Which happened in Huntsville. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Alabama, the state Constitutional Convention, did occur in Huntsville. um, Probably because, I don't, I put... They didn't want to drive down there. Well, I put on here... um, Drive their cattle, I mean. On these notes that I Mm -hmm. sent you, uh, if you look at Mississippi... When it achieved statehood in 1817, it's got 75,000 people spread out between a handful of counties. Um, and this is their number of delegates to their state house. Mm-hmm. And like one county gets like four pe- like four people. And that's the biggest one because that's that's the one with Natchez in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madison County gets eight. Wow. It was so many people lived here. Like you're not going to do the. Do it elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got Monroe is the the highest competing. Yeah, and Monroe County is huge. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of what's now just central Alabama. Um, it was actually the, I was talking about the Red Stick Wars earlier. It was mm-hmm. the Creek land that was ceded to the uh, United yeah. States as a result of 
the Red Stick War. So it was session land, and mm-hmm. so it had only been available, or like for mass colonization since like 1814, 1815. Wow. So they were just like, yeah. It's like, that's it. We're yeah. standing here once again. Alabama fever. That's mm-hmm. when everyone talks about Alabama fever. I would like for them to be talking about Huntsville, but it's Monroe County. Right. Yeah. Which is. So were they just going in there and reparceling all the land for uh, white settlers or. Yes. That's literally what happened. They're just like, we're just going to start drawing lines. Yeah. So a surveyor, uh, you would, you would be like, bam, ethnic cleansing. And then mm-hmm. a surveyor would come in and the surveyor oftentimes did not draw exact lines. And the surveyor had really good friends. Uh, in large, rich population centers, mm-hmm. who the surveyor would write notes back to and be like, buy land here. And so they would buy massive right. amounts of land at very low rates, sometimes mm-hmm. because the land office for that area wouldn't even be in uh, that area, that area, right. which happened in Huntsville. Uh, the original land office was in Nashville. So you have mm-hmm. really rich people buying a bunch of land uh, as a like a get rich quick scheme, right? And then selling it off parcel by parcel. Mm. So to land, settlers, yeah. So land speculation was like a huge deal, mm-hmm. and these guys could really just rack up rents. Man, the real estate has been it's been there's there's so much history there. <laughs> well, I mean, the entire northern section of the Mississippi Territory mm-hmm. is because of the Yazoo land scandal, which right. we've talked about mm-hmm. several times. But before we had our constitution. There was one fella who dropped in and uh, did his thing. Can we talk about that some? The president? Yeah. President. The entire ter- territory. Oh, Which oh. Which included what? Okay, so you're talking about James Titus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so during... Um, there was a two, like a year and a half period uh, between Mississippi achieving statehood and Alabama achieving statehood. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you just had the Alabama Territory, which was, you know, really kind of a shrug, historically. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's cool when you find stuff from the Alabama Territory. Like, when I see dot eight, like .at after Huntsville sometimes mm-hmm. in a news story, mm-hmm. or if I'm looking at an old newspaper... Uh, that'll be neat because I'm like, oh, this is such a specific. So mm-hmm. even if they don't include the date, you know exactly you've got this to work with. Um, so that's a cool, like, fun fact. But otherwise, nothing really happened. They had two legislative sessions. Um, so they had a lower house and an upper house. And they had a, uh, they had like the legislative council and the general assembly or whatever. And I think the general assembly was the upper house Mm -hmm. and it was one guy from Madison County named James Titus. And it's really neat to read, um, the proceedings of (laughs) the proceedings of the journal of, you know, the legislature of the Alabama territory or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because you'll have people, you know, arguing and reading bills back and forth in the lower house. And then James Titus goes to work at 10 a.m. and approves literally everything the lower house did Mm -hmm. and then leaves. (laughs) But he has time for lunch. (laughs) Exactly. But it because it was 
because they were so big on the formalities, even mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, because they were in St. Stephen's. No disrespect to St. Stephen's. <laughs> but they were an old St. Stephen's. Yeah. I think St. Stephen's now is like a new town. Right. The one that served mm-hmm. as the territorial capital for Alabama was like wiped out. Right. I did a little like uh, whip and nay. Yeah, you didn't see it, but. Yeah. I don't know why I would do that and then say wiped out. It's not. <laughs> I can't stop doing it in the studio anyways um so yeah they were they were pretty much in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. he was just like sure <laughs> <laughs> whatever you guys think please i'm gonna leave now but they wanted to bring about uh they wanted to have the formality that you would have in like a parliamentary system mm-hmm. so this one guy had like a doorkeeper and a guard mm. And so, and, or he had a clerk and a doorman hmm. and the doorman would have to come and open the door for him and he would walk in and then the clerk would take down everything he would be said. like, he's walking in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like his, his clerk would be like, do, 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 do. And we, we know mm-hmm. that he just came in and was like, sounds great. See y'all tomorrow because his clerk wrote that down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As usual. And so. Thumbs up everything. And, you know, we have, like, the doorman's name and the clerk's name. I mm-hmm. didn't think to bring those with me. But, uh, yeah. Big time officials, some of the first. <laughs> it's, it's crazy stuff. So, really, no, nothing happened in the Alabama Territory except for that. that was until the, 1819. Yeah, 1819. Um, <laughs> Huntsville. Where we copy someone's else's constitution. <laughs> they were like, who did it? Yeah, uh... The 1819 Alabama State Constitution, um, they're pretty sure it was a cabinet shop. They're like, it was this oh, yeah. building, and it was a cabinet <laughs> shop. But mm-hmm. if, some people aren't sure. In some places, mm. they'll be like, it was probably the cabinet shop, because it was the only two-story building in the square at that time. Mm-hmm. you know, And... They have the Alabama Republican, which does like a day by day mm-hmm. or week by week because it was published on like Thursday nights. But it's like, hey, this is everything that happened in the Alabama, in the Constitutional Convention. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So they know that this convention is going to take place in Huntsville. They know that they're going to be deciding who gets to, you know, be the new state or who gets to lead the new state and how it'll look and all that. So the president of the United States just drops in. Mm. (coughs) Right. President Monroe drops in, uh, in like June, 1819. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, going around and he's meeting with all the most notable men in the city. And this is during the era of good feelings when like, just, there was one political party mm-hmm. and everyone in America was kind of cool with all of, all of, uh, all the rich white dudes were cool with each other for a mm-hmm. little bit is what happened. And air of good feelings. Um, the federalist party had collapsed and I think this was when Monroe was unchallenged for the president. I think mm. this was like the year after 
It was. It's the only time right. it's ever happened. Right. It's one of the only times it's ever happened. It's like, hey, I'm just gonna be president, and everyone's like, yeah, man. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. And so, you know, he rolls into Huntsville, and he's like, hey guys, what's up? I'm the president. <laughs> and everyone was like, dude, you're the president. Hey, that's crazy. <laughs> um, no, there's much fawning in the local mm-hmm, newspaper, mm-hmm. obviously, because they're not even like a state. They're the largest settlement in a territory that's just going to uh, just about now going to become a place. Mm-hmm. And Monroe's doing this nationwide tour. And so dude shows up. And leaves the next morning. Mm-hmm. So he's literally riding into the sunrise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rode off into the sunrise instead of into the sunset. It's kind of a... Right. But he's like, I'm going to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And people are just riding behind him. Like, there's all these great descriptions of it. Mm-hmm. About how suddenly, you know, the chief magistrate of a great nation was transformed into no more than a humble citizen. And it's like, okay, man. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Riding we on get his it. horse. <laughs> <laughs> Riding on his horse with his giant entourage. Right, just right. Into yeah. Nashville. Oh, like, look how normal it is. Yeah. It's like us. So then um, <laughs> July 5th, it's a Monday. Mm-hmm. They're like, July 5th, 1819, it's a Monday. They're like, let's do this. Let's start the Constitution. <laughs> and so... Uh, it's crazy because the you know local newspapers once again they're going off about how we have some of the most enlightened citizens of Georgia and Virginia and all that living mm-hmm. here and these are very lar these are very wealthy planters mm-hmm. and lawyers and all and they spend like legitimately several like a month and a half they spend like a, a hot minute on the constitution mm-hmm. and their hold up and their talk and they just literal word for word copy of the 1817 <laughs> <laughs> like they could have done it in a day they're like that's all <laughs> yep yep yeah yep okay so, just change the name there it's it's like that meme it where it's like copy my homework mm-hmm. you know um even like just they they put the articles sometimes in the same order there's a few places where they you know put them in a different place mm-hmm. but some of the big big ones um mississippi talks about you know freedom of religion mm-hmm. alabama mentions freedom of conscience but then has a later article that mentions freedom of religion so it kind of like does the same thing but you can see that there's slight differences in how they approach governance and it's neat because they've had they they were legally the same thing mm-hmm and so this is Alabama becoming a state, and this is the where... The first contrast, kind of. Yeah, this is like the... This is the point of divergence. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's it's fascinating to me that even at the point of divergence, they were like, we don't want to be too different. Right. And then, of course, later on, Mississippi gets another constitution in, like, 1832, and Alabama 
doesn't have a new constitution until they secede. Right. Right. Like they're just kind of stuck there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's amendments, amendments yeah. obviously, and one of the things I would run into a lot when I would go down to Montgomery and just go through the reels on the micro on the microfiche machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have things called laws to correct the evils of local government. Oh, special. <laughs> yeah. And so they would just have literal private bills. And private bills were very much like a big thing. Hmm. Um, so they would be like, private bill, private bill, do whatever. You know, well, this particular law doesn't apply to you because you had... A terrible situation or something, uh-huh. you know. Like waivers, pardons, and also, like, small rules kind of thing? Exactly. Well, one of the big ones, uh, or one of the most common private bills outside of divorces, were if you didn't do the upkeep on the section of road near your house that was assigned to you, mm-hmm. you would be fined. Oh, right. Yeah, like, you, you physically had to go build roads. Like, mm-hmm. road road building and construction was something that, like free white men were conscripted into, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, compulsory, kind of like. Yeah, they were like, all right, you own property, you mm-hmm. use roads, go make sure this road doesn't suck too much. Right. And a lot of people were like, I don't really feel like doing that. And so, They'd rather get fined. <laughs> yeah, and so you would see all these bills. It's like some dude in this county didn't build a road, and we're going to uh, pardon him. <laughs> you know just random stuff um but yeah it's actually not too dissimilar mm-hmm. to what alabama does now which is instead of just do a new one we're like what if we do glue stuff onto it <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much what if we just weld a new law into place right you know Uh, We've got, like, 928 amendments to the 1901 Constitution. We're the longest constitution in the world. Uh, Someone fix it with AI. I mean, honestly, just... (laughs) We could... You know what? Copy Mississippi's again. Why not? Let's just copy Georgia's. They got one in 1987. Yeah. Yeah. They've done all the work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We can have a convention. They can hang out in a hotel for a month. Right. They can do Georgia. Yeah. Um, they'll eat that hotel breakfast every morning. They, I, I remember they were always like, almost, it's like, we're threatening to do the cuss. <laughs> They're like, we're going to do it this year. We promise. Never happens. Oh, well, I mean, Literally one right. of the previous times there was like a big, oh, hey, we're going to redo the Alabama constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this movement where people were talking about the UN was going to come in and write Alabama's new constitution and we would be run by like foreigners and I'm <laughs> and you know, oh special yeah and I was just like because I was a kid when this happened right and I remember reading about it and being like all right man that's <laughs> same thing as um yeah no we're just gonna keep going <laughs> but one of the, the differences, uh, no person who denies the being of God or of a future state of rewards and punishments shall hold any office in the civil department of the state. Yeah, it's really interesting because Mississippi explicitly talks about a freedom of religion, uh-huh. but then <clears throat> freedom of religion clause. And then later on, they were like, 
if you're an atheist, you can't mm-hmm. be elected to anything. And so it's just, it's fascinating. And then I also like, so that is Mississippi article six, section six, section seven talks about ministers of the gospel being by their profession dedicated to God in the care of souls ought not be diverted from the great duties of their functions. Mm -hmm. Therefore, no minister uh, of any priest or any priest or denomination, whatever, shall be eligible to the office of governor, lieutenant governor, or a seat in either branch of the general assembly, which Alabama does not have. I don't know of like any other state banning preachers from being yeah. governor. It's hmm. it was interesting. <clears throat> um so Mississippi's like main one of the main differences is just I wouldn't say Alabama's is more secular because they still very much talk about, you know, the almighty and mm-hmm. all that. It's just not so explicit. Mm. Yeah. Um and Alabama did actually have a section say that section saying that they were going to fund schools, which Mississippi did not have an education mm-hmm. section. Like that's not a crack on anybody. That's just what it was. Right. Right. Yeah. And retain the land and stuff from schools purchases and all that. It's interesting. Well, like you were saying earlier, where they go, would they go in, in the surveying? Mm-hmm. So you would lay out a town and like the 16th quadrangle, uh, it would be sold and the profits from the sale of that land would go to like a school Mm. or like funding a school. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of towns when they were being laid out, that's what they did. So Alabama was just sort of codifying that. Mm -hmm. So that was like already a practice. Right. They were like, you're going to do this now. Um, and then of course, uh, you gotta, you gotta always talk about slavery. So one of the, really interesting things um is alabama had this provision in its Mm -hmm. constitution that if an enslaved person was accused of anything above like petty theft petite larceny right is how they always put it in the Mm -hmm. laws at the time but like the most petty of thefts then they had to have a trial by jury right now that's in the constitution mm-hmm. obviously just because it's in the constitution Doesn't, yeah i mean it's gonna be like enforced like at all mm-hmm. but in mississippi they're like no enslaved mm-hmm. people will only get a enslaved people will only get a uh trial in cases of like murder wow Unless they were taking part in an insurrection. So literally you could just, Hmm. you could just kill someone and then be like, there was a slave plot. Mm -hmm. There was going to be a revolt. And so that's just legalized murder. Right. And everything below it as well. Yeah. So on that, they were just like. Theft, rape. I mean. Yeah. They were, they were like, hey, don't be mean. That's pretty much, that was it. Like that's the, Mm -hmm. um. I have seen a pardon petition for, like, southwest Alabama where some enslaved people killed an overseer, and it was, like, locals petitioning on their behalf. So maybe in instances of, like, extreme public cruelty. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
I don't want to speak too much on that without going more into the details of the case. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to use that as like an example and have people cite me and then without looking at it thoroughly. Right. Previous to the thing. And manumission. <clears throat> um, so both states uh, explicitly said that there will be, you know, no laws passed that um, no laws passed that would allow the state to just free people hmm. and like get rid of slavery. Right. So they were saying you can't just go free a bunch of enslaved people, but you can practice manumission where you release them. Yeah. Where, you know, they're like, Hey, they're free. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Mississippi had this really interesting sort of addendum of this, the state of Mississippi, if someone provided like extreme service to the state, an enslaved person uh, did, then the state could free them and mm-hmm. like pay off their like former slaveholder. Mm-hmm. And I don't know of any instances of that happening. Right. It's just something, it's like this little thing that they kept where, I don't know. Little grain. Yeah. Of like, look, it's a thing that could happen mm-hmm. to. You would see stuff like that a lot, right? Yeah. Where they would be, where they would try and like downplay the evils of the institution by being like, well, we we said they had to be nice and couldn't dismember them. And that, you know, like. Just like a weak signal. Yeah, but you also said that they couldn't, uh, you know, go against a white person in a trial or Mm -hmm. try and like Mm -hmm. accuse them of something and. All this other stuff, like, I don't know. It was just, it was such, like, the Band-Aids over these gaping wounds. Oh, yeah, wounds yeah, right. Are, are kind of ridiculous. I don't know. But there's been, you said six constitutions of Alabama? Yeah, I was I was going to finish talking about this. So yeah. the, the petty theft thing, though, in the state of Alabama, I've found one. I've found one instance where they had a trial or yeah of an enslaved person being tried for it was it was like grand theft right oh, right and so you remember Gillespie Bernie I don't believe that James Gillespie Bernie the abolitionist oh James Bernie yeah 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 I yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't oh, yeah so um <laughs> James Bernie there's I haven't found like explicit definite mentions of it but there's yeah. uh people well not people but some historians are saying that he was the one that inserted that in there hmm. into the constitution mm-hmm. because he was a member of the state well the alabama territorial legislature but obviously you know most of the they only met twice you know most of the time he was in back in huntsville chatting it up with the guys that were writing the constitution right you know like they were all drinking buddies mm-hmm. and so he like campaigned to try and like put that in there, which obviously uh, was very ineffectual. Right. Because I've only seen one instance of it ever. It happened in Huntsville and James Bernie was the guy's lawyer. Right. I was about to say he litigated too. So yeah. <laughs> he's probably in there somewhere. Yeah. So that might be, you know, the one time it happened mm-hmm. and it's just because 
James Burney. He was there bugging. Yeah, James Burney was like a budding abolitionist. Mm -hmm. And so that's very much like a... That's one of those variants that you don't really... I don't know, like quantify for... You don't expect that sort of thing. He's just coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's this brief flash in the pan uh, that, you know. But then you have just the system. It's grinding. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Anyways, let's talk about these six constitutions right quick. So Alabama has the 1819 Constitution, the 1861 Constitution, which is the Secession Constitution. Um and then an 1868 constitution, which is our Reconstruction Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get like a year or so of administration from the Freedmen's Bureau under General Wager Swain. And then, of course, the Freedmen's Bureau gets like defunded. I think it would have been kind of neat if it had stayed a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a year of military rule or whatever under the Freedmen's Bureau. Uh, and then, you know, it's reconstruction, um, African-Americans can vote, black people can vote. You get the 1868 constitution, a handful of black people get elected into office like nationwide. Mm -hmm. And then in the late 1870s, the last troops are being pulled out of the South. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was like, uh, there's an occupation after the Civil War. <clears throat> so the last explicit sort of like federal presence is being pulled out. And then you have the Redeemer governments. That's when it swings back, right? Exactly. So you do have this period and everyone, everyone kind of ignores Reconstruction because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well, because the daughters of the confederacy did a really good job of making reconstruction just sound like the worst thing that ever happened Mm -hmm. and you know other lost cause historians Mm -hmm. etc they just did a really good job of like propagandizing the whole thing because i mean it was a weird occupation with like partisan warfare and people getting sniped and like Mm -hmm. you know it, it was it was essentially like a nation building effort right and then they were like, nah. And so it it, it immediately reverted back. Mm-hmm. It got real bad. As real soon fast. as, yeah, as soon as the military was out. Yeah. So then you have 1875. We have the 1875 state constitution, which mm-hmm. is like our first uh, redemption or redeemer constitution. And even with the stuff that they were pulling in there, uh, the Bourbon Democrats were having to rig too many elections. So in mm-hmm. 1901, we got we got what we have today. The Blaine Amendment? No. Oh, the, oh you mean the, the Constitution? <laughs> the 1901 Alabama State Constitution. Yeah. Which was, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> explicitly designed to enshrine like white supremacy and stuff. Right. Yeah. Jim Crow era kind of. Well, yeah, but they, codifying um, they they took uh, like Jim Crow poll taxes mm-hmm. to like a whole new level. Right, like Alabama was the best at poll taxes. Mm-hmm. A lot of other states had actually quit doing poll taxes, and it looked like it was just a thing that no one would do. Right, and then Alabama was like, mm-hmm. 
Don't mind if. <coughs> so. Yeah, but I want to bring up the Blaine Amendment a little bit before that, just because it was strange for me, like, reading back on it. Because it was before the 1901 uh, Constitution. But they prohibited public funding to going to uh, private religious schools. And from what I read on the <laughs> internet was uh, a reaction to people with anti-Catholic sentiment, which is which is just interesting to me. Anti-Catholic sentiment? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a major political party in the United States organized almost entirely around it. I, I did want to ask you about um, <clears throat> our current constitution and just, like, the original Mississippi copy. Like, w is there similar stuff at all, or do you think the whole thing would be completely um, divorced from what we have now? Even though we do have one of the craziest jankiest probably oldest constitutions around <clears throat> no there are um there are a handful of state constitutions that are older than alabama's mm -hmm. but alabama's is uh still the worst <laughs> still the worst um topping those numbers man yeah yeah century of controversy it's a good book about it it's real just a collection of essays you should go read it and then be like oh wow this is a terrible constitution Mm -hmm. Or it's a thick book. You could go. That's a documentary. Um, it's free. It's on YouTube. Just about the Alabama state constitution. Um, that's really it, man. Like two hundred. Two hundred years. Do you have anything else to plug of upcoming stuff? Nope. You got a book. Hey. Actually, I have a book coming out. Jonah Bryce got a book. Yeah, when I said nope, I was wrong. Um, I got a book. Heck Not yeah. It. Oh man, I can only imagine. Have you gotten the print offs yet? Like the no. Oh man, no. I can't imagine holding that much amount of work in between my fingers. Like, uh, I'm looking it's gonna forward. Be a trip. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah. What is the uh, what is the beverage of choice when you're writing a book? Uh, coffee. I thought you might say that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I drink an exceptional amount of coffee. Most deaf. But okay, I'm gonna pry your brain since you're you're published author now. What do you look for like when you're reading? I guess you read a lot of history, so like, what makes a good history writer? Um, active voice. And striking the balance between narrative and sort of quantitative or statistical mm. history because mm -hmm. context kind of yeah you want uh you want to have a wide range of things you're going to talk about so you can have like a general experience mm -hmm. right and then you can have one character with an extraordinary amount of information about them and you can track them, and you can compare and contrast. But like using a using a person that you have a lot of information as context for yeah, like the times because it is. I mean, that's about as personal and like on the ground as you can get. They become a cynic doche. They uh -huh. become like a an, a representation of a whole mm -hmm. of the whole. You know. But there's so many stories you shoved into that book. I can only imagine. Did you were you like struggling to get a full copy or I feel like you probably had to cut so much out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got so, you've got so much research. The first draft that I sent in, 
I read it over again and I was like, some of these are not sentences. <laughs> and I was like, hey man, can I just take a look at this? And they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, we don't care. Go for it. And I, I deleted a whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was in... It was in my hate crimes section, mm. and in it, I try and talk more about the victims who are most often, you know, like enslaved people. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, all of them were enslaved people being attacked, uh, right. just you know, for the hell of it. <clears throat> and there was, you know, I would try and talk about them as much as possible, but there was just one section where I was reading it over and over again, and it was really just more of like a story about the the white guy involved. Mm. Because there wasn't enough information. Right. And so I was like, I'm just going to... Just ax it out. I'm just going to ax it. Was that easy or you, is, it, is it like fretful when you're trying to like make a cut? Well, I mean, because you don't want to sound... You don't... You, you want to do history right. You mm-hmm. want to... You want to get in there and be respectful and try and lift up or like focus on a lot of these groups who don't get focused on a lot you know like even poor white men mm-hmm. are hardly mentioned in like right. local histories there's not you know uh they're not the ones at the writings <laughs> yeah so so often the history of the 19th century uh, especially in the South, is, you know, this guy, this planter lawyer, mm-hmm. like the top crust right. of our local aristocracy going around and doing stuff mm-hmm. and doing stuff to people. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like so many history books about middle class whites in the old South. And there's so mm-hmm. many history books about, uh, you know, like Roll Jordan Roll. All these other books about the lives of enslaved people. There's a lot of books out there, but for just Madison County, for mm-hmm. this part of Alabama. And most of them, most of the books are, <laughs> are focused on Carolinas mm-hmm. uh, because North Duke and the University of North Carolina are, have a really OP history department. Like it is, yeah. the, like it needs, like you would have to nerf it. Like. <laughs> And so wrecking it. they're just churning stuff out. Uh-huh. And so a lot of times what I see is they're normalizing North Carolina. And mm. so what's coming out of North Carolina and Virginia are, is being, you know, called the whole South. Right. Yeah. And that's not a thing. Yeah. It's not the story. That's a weird part. Cause when I go all the way up through North Carolina or something, it feels very different to me. Yeah. It's like the food's different. The culture is different, but they're like, we're the South. We're like as South as you can South. I mean, yeah. I'm like, all right, but there's a whole big armpit over here. They're like, (laughs) they're very much like a mid-Atlantic South. Like, Mm -hmm. they're just, they're the same thing, but slightly different. Like, we have a lot in common. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, like, they're not like these weird Deep South Mm -hmm. filler states like us in Georgia and Mississippi We'll talk about records, though. I mean, <laughs> the people that are doing writing are the ones getting recorded, and the people with money, obviously. So I feel like you have to kind of uh, yeah look in between at all the statistics and stuff you have, and see like the mass amount of people that aren't included. You know, I mean, absolutely. There's so much about just here that mm-hmm. that is different from right. You know, 
the Carolinas. There's so much mm-hmm. that's different. Um, so yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the book. I'm I, super excited. I am terrified. <laughs> I tried so hard. I'm like, this is going to be trash. Uh-huh. It's just like, you're just, you've got that, that voice in the back of your head. Yeah. It's like, you don't know what you're doing. I feel like we're all in there at some, sometime with you. Yeah. Like 110% this book. I've just, there've been some days where I was like, I can, I should just not, I'm not good at this. I don't know what I'm doing. There are people that have done it better or, or, or will do it better. I'm going to just... Oh, I bet you... I'm not a real historian. I'm going to no. go home. Like, you've, got so, you've got so much cred, but also just think about how I'm sure you've sharpened your skills. Like, writing a book, I can't even fathom that. That's just, like, such a big... I can, I can fathom editing lots of audio, but I can't fathom... Man, it's amazing. So I'm I'm super super stoked. Do we have like release dates or like official no, titles? No. Yet? Um, hopefully spring mm-hmm, 2020. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hopefully. Let's plug your website. Huntsvillain dot blog. Huntsvillain dot blog. Yeah. Bam. But thank you guys. Thank you, John, for so much for what you do. Ah, uh, thank you, bud. Let's get them banjos going. Huntsvillain is a podcast recorded at Spice Rack Studios in Huntsville, Alabama. You can check out John's blog with information from the podcast and more info at huntsvillain.wordpress.com and on Facebook under Huntsvillain. The podcast is hosted and written by Mr. John O'Brien and co-hosted by Ben Job. Thank you to our donors and volunteers who are the sole supporters of Spice Radio. If you want to help support Spice Radio, go to spiceradiohuntsville.com and click donate. And remember, you can find great local music and podcasts 24-7 at spiceradiohuntsville.com. Thanks for listening and stay spicy.